Hello and welcome to Just a Thought Podcast, episode 47. I'm Corey Tinkham. Thanks so much for joining me. A very small number of people have mysteriously developed an accent from places across the world they've never even been to. It's very, very strange. Today's topic is foreign accent syndrome. What is causing people to lose their native accent and begin speaking with an accent from somewhere halfway across the globe? Foreign accent syndrome is today's topic, and scientists do not know what's causing it or how to treat it. Foreign accent syndrome. again and thanks so much for joining me for episode 47 and yes I know I have been absent for a couple weeks I apologize for that it's been very busy with my my full-time job and uh, obligations with my family things of that nature and I just stepped away for a couple weeks and you know it's gonna happen from time to time it may happen again but I'd like to try and keep a you know a fresh episode coming on a weekly basis and so that's always the goal. But sometimes, you know, I will probably step away uh, due to other obligations. And that said, today, back at it with episode 47, Foreign Accent Syndrome. This is really, really interesting and most likely is something happening in the brain um, that we simply don't understand. Like so many other topics we discuss here, but this one is very, very intriguing to me because... It is literally uh, kind of what, it's in the name of what it is. Foreign accent syndrome is when someone suddenly begins uh, speaking with a foreign accent. Uh, typically, it's from somewhere they've never even been to, and scientists don't know why. Now, this typically occurs after head trauma. It is something that occurs after strokes, for example, but there's very, very little documented cases of foreign accent syndrome. Uh, currently, there's only about 150 known cases. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not occurring uh, in other places where it just simply is, hasn't been reported or documented uh, or what have you. But this is a very, very uh, interesting phenomena because you can, and I will link to these in the episode notes, there are some videos of these folks who've who've experienced this and when they speak it is literally like hearing someone who could be from Ireland or China or you pick the place it's pretty incredible and you know in these documented cases there have been accents ranging from Japanese Korean British French American Spanish Hungarian Italian and the list goes on and when you hear these people speak again 
it is, it sounds completely authentic. And it's very, very interesting. Now, some speech pathologists and psychologists say this is nothing more than a speech disorder brought on from brain trauma, whether it's a stroke or a head injury or what have you. Now, there have been a very small number of cases where people just end up having it. For example, a woman went to the dentist and after she came out from under the anesthesia, she noticed she couldn't speak right. And of course, the dentist says, well, you know, once the, the medicine wears off and the swelling goes down, you'll be able to speak just fine. This is simply a side effect. Well, the anesthesia wore off and the swelling went down and she was speaking with an Italian accent. And it's very strange. But a lot of scientists believe that what is happening here is there's something occurring in the language uh, portion of the brain, the, the, the portion of our brain that controls language and speech, and this is simply a speech disorder or speech impediment brought on by injury or some, whether it's inflammation in the brain, head trauma, what have you. And all that is occurring is that somebody's speech is slightly changed to the point that, you know, they speak differently. And those people that hear them speaking try and make, their brains try and make sense of it and say, well, this sounds Italian. So it's an Italian accent. I disagree with this, and I'll, I'll explain why. Let's take the case of a woman named Sarah Colwell. And Sarah is from Plymouth in the United Kingdom. She's 38 years old, or was when this occurred. One day, she started suffering from a migraine. And this migraine became, became worse and worse and was very, very severe to the point where she went to the hospital. And, of course, they give her medicine, and she, she stays the night for observation, in the hospital, when she wakes up the next day, she is speaking with a Chinese accent. So whatever happened in her brain with this very, very severe migraine has caused this switch to occur. Now, some experts would tell us, well, this is simply just a speech disorder and her words are slurred due to whatever injury of the brain has occurred here. And there's, her words are slurred in such a way that others interpret it as sounding like a Chinese accent. But here's where it gets strange. Here, here's, it's not just the accent that changes. It's the usage of grammar, pronouns, extra syllables in words, the tense of, of the context of when she's speaking changes. It is, it's not only the accent and how it sounds when she speaks, it is also the words she uses and the grammatical errors that she makes are the same as someone who is speaking, who is from China speaking English as a second language. For example, let's take the phrase, uh, I, uh, I'm still here. Sarah Caldwell might say, I still here. So she's dropping that contraction of I am. And she's not saying, I'm still here. She's saying, I still hear, if that makes sense. I will link to videos with her, uh, interviews with her, because you'll, you'll, you'll see it really quickly. And she adds extra syllables, um, which are very, very common in Chinese people who are speaking English, where they put uh, like uh on the end of a word. Um, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but you will see if you watch watch an interview with her, it's not just 
the accent. If this were something that was happening in the brain that's just changing the way someone talks, that would be one thing. But whatever this is, is changing the way they use grammar, the way the, the context in which they, they're speaking as far as uh, the tense. Uh, it, it's very, very interesting because there's more happening than just the, the accent being changed. Um, and of course, there's always possible hoaxers. I don't think that a majority of people that are experiencing this are, are pretending. There was one woman I, I watched uh, a couple interviews with who has a French accent. I was a little suspect of her because she was throwing in French words, which led me down another rabbit hole, which we will get into later. So I don't know that she was pretending it's possible, but there's a lot going on here, and there's a lot happening, I believe, in our subconscious when it comes to things like foreign accent syndrome. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, again, very small amount of cases. Again, only 150 known cases around the world, but it is happening, and it's very, very strange. And again, a lot of this is occurs from head trauma, and they, so they've they've measured what's happening with language in the brain and they do see a change they don't know what is causing it they don't know why someone who suffers a stroke gets foreign accent syndrome but most people who suffer a stroke do not we're unsure of what the differentiation is between certain people that have this it's very 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 strange and kind of scary if you're suffering from it it can be it's a life-changing event um, and it can be an adjustment to your, to your life on every level. I can imagine it being um, pretty frustrating and nerve-wracking, to say the least. Now, uh, there's a website uh, dedicated to foreign accent syndrome. It's actually through the University of Texas at Dallas, and they have a little section for foreign accent syndrome. And anyway, it has two videos uh, highlighting some cases of this, one of which is Sarah Caldwell's Caldwell's uh, case. Now, the the woman I mentioned earlier with the migraine, and you can they have a video, and you can hear her speak and really pay close attention to all the points I brought up earlier. Maybe it's just me, but it just seems like there's this element of authenticity in her accent, and I find that fascinating because. If it is genuinely a genuine accent, that means somehow our subconscious is picking up on other accents, which really isn't that crazy because our subconscious does a lot, a lot of amazing, seemingly impossible things. It is capable of many, many things, and it's evident through hypnosis we see all the information that one's subconscious can hold. And it's pretty fascinating. So why not language? Why not an accent? I mean, it kind of makes sense if you've watched movies with people speaking in a foreign accent. Your brain probably retains that information and can mimic it. The problem with this, however, is that there, there's specific parts of the brain that operate speech. And in people with foreign accent syndrome, they have been able to detect an extra bit of activity. There's there's a little more going on in their brain. They've 
measured patterns that are similar to speech impediments. And it's pretty, pretty interesting. So the part of the brain that operates speech is the cerebrum, and which is separated into two hemispheres. And those hemispheres are separated into lobes. We've all heard of this frontal, parietal, temporal, and occipital lobes. Now, typically, speech is controlled in the left hemisphere. Now, sometimes on, on rare occasion, I think it's about a third of left-handed people, their right hemisphere handles speech. But the operation is the same. It's just simply on the other side. But typically on the left side is where all the speech control happens. And there is a part of the left hemisphere called the Broca's area. And this is its the section of your brain that is most active right before you, you speak. So its role is simply turning your ideas and thoughts into actual spoken word. So the theory is, is that this is where the accent is held. This is, this is the part of the brain that is actually forming, allowing your body and your voice to form the words. So it goes on to assume that, well, this is where the accent is then, I guess, generated, so to speak. And so what happens when someone has a stroke or um, any other sort of traumatic head injury there, there's nothing wrong with these parts of the brain. They're functioning fine. They're not injured. There has been some inflammation after injury, but the accent remains when, when that inflammation goes away. They have no idea what's causing this, and I find it fascinating. And if you remember me talking about the woman who I watched an interview with who had a French accent, and I kind of was starting to believe that maybe she was hoaxing it because she would throw in you know, a couple French words, almost as if it was like a little bit of a flourish or some artistic flair, if you will. And then I thought, well, geez, what if, you know, what if someone gets a head injury and could they possibly, if it's the subconscious at work here, could they speak a different language? And so just just for fun, I looked that up. And you know what? It's happened. People have had injuries to the head and wake up speaking fluently foreign languages. Now, this has to be the subconscious at work here. There was a really um, popular case of this. Uh, a 16-year-old soccer player. He was a goalkeeper. His name is Ruben Encimo. He's from Georgia here in the USA. And he, he dives for the ball during a game and loses his footing, and he collided, collides heads with an, another player. And he was in a three-day coma. Now, when Nisimo finally awoke, he was in the hospital, and he could speak fluent Spanish. And he would only speak Spanish. Now, before the head injury, he could only speak English fluently. And which, at this point... When he woke up, it, it, was, it seemed as if he'd forgotten English altogether and would only speak Spanish. As time went on and he began to heal, it switched back. He slowly started remembering English and forgetting the Spanish. Here's the thing. He had taken some Spanish in high school. Not enough to be fluent, but he did take a class in Spanish. 
So how much Spanish did his subconscious actually absorb? To the point where he could speak it fluently. So could that be the answer for for foreign language syndrome? It's amazing. I watched an interview with a young man, and he speaks perfect English, uh, and he does, he has retained some uh, broken Spanish. He can speak a little bit, you know, phrases most everyone knows, and, and a couple other conversational pieces, but he is far from fluent any longer. I think that's amazing and very, very, very mysterious. There is another case of this foreign language syndrome and it's this one is is pretty pretty intense there was a man by the name of Michael Thomas Boatwright and he was found unconscious in a motel in Southern California in 2013 now he had identification on him that had his name as Michael Boatwright said he was from Florida um And he finally woke up in the Desert Regional Medical Center, and he claimed his name was Johan Eck. And also, he spoke perfect, fluent Swedish. And he had an entire life before this. He was a a Navy veteran, uh, played tennis. He once taught English in Southeast Asia. Uh, He was also divorced. He had a child. He remembered absolutely none of this. He could not remember any of it. He claimed to have a whole nother life and ends up moving to Sweden and lived out his life. So what's happening here? It's very, very, very bizarre. And there's something to this. I'm pretty sure it's probably brain related. But how do these people get the information? How do they know the language? There is another case, also very, very interesting. There was a 94-year-old woman in China in 2015, and her name was Liu Zhu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I might. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, But she went into a two-week coma, and when she woke up, she spoke perfect English, and she had zero recollection of her native language. Now, she taught English um, 30 years earlier, And, but she, I mean, that could explain how she could, you know, pick it up and speak it because she knew it. It was, you know, 30 years in her mind and her subconscious. And that's not the strange part. What's strange is that she forgot her native language. So something's happening in the brain for some reason. It made this switch. Another very, very similar case involved a Croatian girl in 2010 They never released her name because she was only 13 years old at the time, but she went into a a coma for just one day. And when she woke up, she completely forgot her native Croatian language. She completely had no clue how to speak Croatian. However, she now spoke perfect, fluent German. And she knew a a few words in, in German because she had just started studying it. And this, it was such a complete transition that when she woke up, a a translator was required for her to communicate with her family. I mean, that's just amazing. So is it possible just from reading, beginning to study a language, 
for a few weeks that you could somehow pick up fully and fluently the language? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. It's almost borderline osmosis happening or something. It's very, very, very strange, but, but interesting. And there's got to be something to this. So then what does this tell us about language? I mean, if we think about accents, we, we acquire our accents as we learn to speak, you know, from our, our parents and our family members and our community. And that's just how we learn to speak. But maybe there's more to an accent. Maybe there's something more going on, let alone a whole entire language. So what does that tell us about our subconscious? If, if our subconscious can hold the insane amount of information that can be pulled up via hypnosis um, and, and other various triggers, then maybe, maybe it's possible somehow that we can learn a language a lot more rapidly at least in our subconscious, than, than we realize? I don't know. It's very strange. But then it, it makes one think about the consciousness as a collective. We've talked about this before on the podcast, where consciousness is it's everyone's thoughts and feelings as a collective. Hence the... the uh, Experiment that I've discussed several times with the random number generators stationed around the world and how people can focus their consciousness on it and actually create change and almost make these patterns occur in these random number generators. So what if somehow someone goes into a coma and something occurs in the brain? If, we, if, if the idea of the brain being the receiver of consciousness, perhaps... Perhaps something, wires are crossing, if you will, after an injury or a stroke, coma, whatever the case, and maybe somehow we're able to pull that information, language, and be fluent in a particular language. That sounds crazy and far out there, I know, I'm just kind of brainstorming. I found this to be fascinating and amazing, and... There's not that many cases of foreign accent syndrome or foreign language sy- syndrome, but they do occur. And it has scientists baffled, and they are currently doing studies and in, in, uh, looking into it. However, because there's so few cases, it's really hard. It's slow going because there's just not that many patients that display these these symptoms. But, you know, studies have been done, and there is a theory, kind of an ongoing theory, that this is actually psychological in nature, especially in cases where there's no neurological damage, because sometimes there is physical damage neurologically, or even to various parts of the brain, that don't typically cause foreign accent syndrome or foreign language syndrome. So the idea here is that some people that suffer trauma will due to psychological reasons, begin to speak in a foreign accent. Now, this could be the case, and it's certainly possible. 
um, they state that various levels of anxiety or depression or other psychological issues could trigger this switch to occur. But not all of the patients are experiencing depression or anxiety or any of the other variables that are listed. And I will link to this particular study in the episode notes. Uh, it's very fascinating and, and could explain some of the cases for sure. I don't know that it explains all of them because, I mean, it may, I don't know. It's just such a big mystery and, and worth looking into. So I will link to that in the episode notes and give it a read and let me know what you think. Whatever the case is, it's happening. Albeit rare, but this this is occurring. Foreign accent, accent syndrome and foreign language sen- syndrome happen. And I think it's interesting. Certainly warrants more study for sure. And again, what does it say about our subconscious? If, if our subconscious is even involved at, at all, um, there are some psychologists and neuroscientists out there that do not believe that it is. They don't believe that, uh, you know, that someone is storing a foreign language in their subconscious. I don't know what the other answers could be, but uh, there's got to be one. There's got to be an answer for this. It's, it kind of makes me crazy. You know, it's, it's, I think the first case was in 1907, first document, documented case of this. So it's been around for, you know, a century or so, and here we are. We know nothing more about it than we did in 1907. Uh, which just makes it so f- much more in- interesting to me. It's it's a real, true medical mystery. Fascinating. And again, what does it say about our subconscious? You know, that's an episode in and of itself. And you know what? I think I'm going to do that. I think I'll do an episode just on the subconscious because I think it, it warrants its own little episode to delve into. I think that would be really, really interesting. That's all I've got for this one. I know it's been a couple weeks since I've published uh, an episode. I apologize. It is crazy busy in my real life, and it, it doesn't seem to be letting up. So check in next week. Most likely I will have an episode up, a brand new one. If I don't, check back the following week. I'm kidding. I already know what I'm doing for the next episode, and... It's a doozy, so tune in, check it out. Let me know what you think. Podcast, J-A-T at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts, any ideas or topics you wished here discussed. I'm happy to do it. I did receive a really kind email from a listener with two really, really good topic ideas, and I think that I will do them both in time, of course. I've got a couple... Uh, other topics that I need to get out of the way, but I'll give you a little hint. One of the suggestions involves people who end up speaking a language fluently out of the blue, but it's not what you think. (laughs) Really, really good ideas. So since some ideas my way, I will definitely tackle them. Thanks so much again for listening, and as always, be well. (music) 